We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 714 on this Tuesday, January 10th. This is not going to feel like January, though. It's going to feel like springtime outside. Highs of 70 today with plenty of sunshine. Then it warms up tomorrow and gets breezy and humid, too. Highs near 80. Chance for showers Thursday, 60% chance. Highs of 74. Clears out for the weekend, though. Highs Friday, 56. 56 on Sunday. Uh, Saturday, rather, with plenty of sun. And then 66 on Sunday. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joins us now, fresh from a ride on the Rose Bowl float. How you doing, Lieutenant Governor? I'm doing good, my friend, and I owe you an apology. The plan was to call you and then call a press conference today, and somebody leaked it out yesterday. Ah, that's no worries. Go figure, huh? No, no, I, you can't keep a lid on anything like that. I understand that. But I don't want to talk to you. Why, why did you decide not to run? Um, it was a tough decision. I, I love Louisiana. I love the people. And I love my job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're working really hard uh, to to get tourism back to those record-breaking numbers. And tourism supports 250,000 families in Louisiana. And I take it seriously every day to get back to those record-breaking numbers in every community around the state. Because in a good year, many shops, restaurants fail. Coming out of COVID, all their, their savings are depleted. The next two to three years is going to be crucial to many of these attractions, mom and pops shops and restaurants making it. And I just feel a real obligation to working really hard to get those numbers back to where we were prior to COVID as quickly as possible. And um, and I, I got a great team of, of partners with all the convention visit bureaus and all the people in this industry. Um, and I just, it's a big family that works hard and, and I love what I do. And, and it was a tough decision. You're not term limited as Lieutenant governor, are you? No, a lot of people thought I was, yeah. there is no term limits. So you could, you keep doing this as long as they keep voting for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still got this passion. Yeah. As long as you still got uh, the passion. The too. Um, tell me about the importance of new Orleans when it comes to tourism statewide. And I'll oh, follow weird. up, Billy, with the concern about crime in the city. Yeah, you know, we opened an office in the back of the Cabildo to try to work with the city officials to making recommendations uh, prior to the 8th District Commander leaving this past year to go work in Alaska. We had laid out a plan and, and tried to come up with a plan to, to work with the mayor's office to kind of have some oversight of the quarter and um, we didn't get that through the legislature, but we saw after Katrina, so goes New Orleans, it affects all Louisiana. We started promoting Mardi Gras when I first got elected to every corner of the state. 
And last year, we saw double-digit increases in out-of-town visitors to family-friendly, safe, affordable Mardi Gras in places like Lafayette, Shreveport. And I believe there was a slight decline in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And it's a direct relation to people not feeling safe. Has the city reached out to you um, at all for any help that you could give them? And what are your... Uh, the people in your tourism family telling you about the national reaction because it's got our attention. Certainly, you got a a bloody start in twenty twenty three. Well, I get it every day. Call, look, three people called me personally. Two that had their car broken into. One that had their car stolen. Mm. That had been waiting three hours for for the police to come out. Um, I, and I just don't know what to tell them. And if the local people are having that response, and there was a family from Lafayette that have been to every Saints game said they're not coming back. Mm. So if that's happening to people here in Louisiana, it's surely going to affect tourists that have a choice to which city and what state they go travel to. And, um, um, you know, we got to get it fixed quick because every month, every year that this goes on, uh, you've seen it in other states, it takes years to rebuild that tourism. And when you start seeing conventions and business groups canceling because of fear of crime, uh, it'll be four or five years before they book to come back if they do. Do you know of big conventions that have either canceled or are on a fence or maybe are, are calling in saying, hey, wait a minute, what the hell is going on down there? Well, I think when, when some I, I, I've heard of, of a few that have taken us out of the rotation. I don't know if they've canceled or not. Um, and I know from personal experience when we have an event in New Orleans and people are invited, many don't come because of that. And and I worry about the survival of these restaurants uh, that have been around for generations that we, I was at Revolutions the other night with a group from Lafayette and, um, and getting people to come and go there is getting harder and harder. And we owe it to those establishments to do something to clean it up and make it safe. You know, one thing, uh, the council's suggesting that Parking lot owners have to have security there. Well, if that's the case, the parking's going to go up if you think it's high now because somebody has to pay for that, which you would think would be a function of law enforcement, right? But we all know what's going on with NOPD. we got to take a break. Billy, somebody texted in. I'm so sorry to hear this. My husband and I had already planned to cast our votes for Billy for governor. I don't think anyone in Louisiana loves the state uh, as much as he does. And I don't think either that's the case. But with that being said, you're going to care about who the next governor is and what direction the state takes. So we'll talk about that when we come back, talking about Lieutenant, talking with rather Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser about his decision not to run for governor. And, and he does love the state. He promotes the state. So it's going to matter who is the governor of the state after John Bell Edwards. 720, traffic now on WWL. 725, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to my friend Billy Nungesser, who was former president of Plaquemines Parish, a lieutenant governor. He's decided not to run for governor. Billy, somebody texted that you love the state, and I believe you do as well. But that also means that you're concerned with which direction the governor's office takes now that you're not running. Your thoughts on, um, well, first of all, I guess your dad used to be the head of the Republican Party in Louisiana, right? How the Republicans going out and endorsing Jeff Landry already? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, that was a big mistake, and I'm, I'm, you know, I've called on the chairman to resign. Um, they didn't take a full vote. Uh, me being the highest-ranking Republican, don't even get a phone call. Mm. It was a backroom deal, and, and it hurt the party. 
and and it seems like the Republican Party. Uh, and, and look, we saw it's all about the donations. Jeff Landry, his people, Shane Guidry, businesses from Houston made a lot of contributions to the party right after that. So they essentially sold the endorsement is what it looks like to me. And that's not what the Republican Party was built on. It was built on a big tent. Everybody's included. You don't destroy each other. And unfortunately, in the last few years, it's become a, a, a not something I'm very proud of. Uh, in in the way some of the especially the national politics has been, you know we we my father built and a lot of people built this party on on helping people being inclusive and doing the right thing, and 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 I don't think it's uh, it sells it shows well for the Republican Party to jump out and do a backroom deal endorse somebody that early. If they would have offered me the endorsement that way, I wouldn't have taken it. That's not the way it's supposed to be done. You think Jeff Landry is going to be more concerned about national issues and culture wars than he is the state? Um, it's a good question. Uh, you know, listen, I've been offered to go on Fox News right after the shootings in New Orleans. You won't see me on national TV for anything unless it's a positive thing about Louisiana. We don't need to go on national news and talk about the problems. Um, that's self-promoting. If you go on TV and, and talk bad about Louisiana – you care about your political future, not this state. And I've said that to every elected official. If you want to go on national news, let's go in there and talk about the good of Louisiana. We don't need it. We get enough negative publicity. You never see congressmen and senators from other states going on TV trashing their state. They go home and fight their battles. And we got to learn to do that a little better in Louisiana and, and, and only talk about the good things when you're outside of this state. And um, listen, there's going to be some good men and women running. Um, and I think there'll be more people getting in the race. And I just hope somebody can rise to the top that has the, the best of Louisiana, not their political career, not sound bites, but really cares about making Louisiana better. And I look forward to working with who that person is uh, to, to, uh, to make Louisiana better. Do you have anybody in mind that you'd like to name? Is it John Schroeder or other people? Well, I'm friends with Schroeder, Sharon Hewitt, um, uh, Richard Nelson, three of the announced Republican candidates. Um, there's been some other talk of other names getting in. I'm not going to speculate on who they may be. Um, uh, you know, Sean Wilson, who is from the Democrat side, is announced, uh, as, as said, he, he's looking. Um, I think over the next several months, we will see several more names get in there. And um, and I think the, the, who gets in there and really speaks from the heart and truly cares, um, hopefully they'll rise to the top and uh, and we can elect somebody that really wants to roll up their sleeves and work hard because that's what it's going to take. Are you saying you, know, you, often, you would endorse Sean yeah. Wilson even if he's a Democrat? No, 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 no. I, no, I just named the people I that have you. announced so far. Okay. I, think, I think we've got to see – you're going to see six, eight, ten, maybe twelve people in this race, and I think through the next several months, the hopefully we'll see uh, someone rise, a, a man or a woman rise to the top that really cares about this state. You will not be endorsing Jeff Landry. I'm taking it. <laughs> I got my own race to run. Uh, I'm sure there'll be people running against me as always. So uh, I always work hard, uh, but I got a lot of work to do and. Uh, I'm worried about Billy Nungesser and the lieutenant governor's race. 
and the great people of Louisiana. And I heard you talk about Troy. Yeah. Troy called and asked me to be, I'm going to be roasting him yep. at the Delgado Roast this year. And me and Troy grew up together, so I got a lot of good stuff on Troy. Uh, I'll be there with you, Billy. <laughs> I'll be there with you. It's going to be fun, all right? All right, my friend. All right, Lieutenant Thank Governor, you. we'll talk to you later. Billy Nungesser at 730. When we come back, we're going to talk to um, uh, Deputy Off. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.